team with a revenue stream like the local one isn't in a great position to eat a $5 million contract. But man, there's got to be some other solution for Yoshi Tsutsugo other than just sending him out there game after game after game. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll also check out. Brewers 3, Pirates 1. Yoshi didn't cost them the game 100%, but he might have about 90%. Two plays in the field in the same inning that allowed Milwaukee to score two runs and overtake the Pirates were costly. He also went 0 for 2 with a couple of walks at the plate. His batting average is now down to 185. He's got one extra base hit all season, a double. Did you know that? Did you know that? In 55 official at-bats, he's got one extra base hit. He's also struck out 17 times. He's been absolutely awful. Uh, There's just no coming close to sugarcoating it with how bad he's been. And yes, that came up with Derek Shelton afterward. Yeah, I don't know if he didn't see the ball, the second ball that was hit, because it, it looked like it was hit pretty close to him, and so I didn't ask him, but it, uh, it looked like he didn't react to it. Now, I'm not ready to jettison this guy. I, I saw the same thing that you did when he arrived late last summer. He had prodigious power, five home runs in his first 13 games in Pittsburgh, and when he wasn't homering, he was smacking the ball off the walls everywhere and it was quite a thing to infuse into your lineup he did a little bit of that in spring training enough to you thought okay he's just going to continue where he left off not necessarily at that pace but at least at a reasonable one i don't know that expectations anywhere including within the pirates wherever sky high that they'd all of a sudden found the next Babe Ruth or given Yoshi's heritage, Saduharu O, but not this. And this, what we're seeing right now, this has to sit down and just watch other people play baseball for a while. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Here's the thing. If Yoshi doesn't play, then Daniel Vogelback's your first baseman. They are probably about equal defensively, and that is not praise for either of them. Yoshi will have just a little bit more range, although as we saw in those two plays last night in that critical inning, that's not saying a whole lot. Vogelback 
I saw him play a fair amount of first base in spring training. He can conduct himself over there. It's not an ideal situation because Vogelback actually is hitting. And you do want your guy who is hitting in the DH role to stay in the DH role. You don't want the DH to become a crutch for you. Now, what you can do and arguably should do, at least when the evaluators genuinely feel that the time is right, is get Mason Martin up here. Now, Martin comes with his flaws. He strikes out a ton. He did that in Greensboro. He did that in Altoona. And he's going to do it in Indianapolis this year, too, for however long he's down there. But along the way, with Martin, you at least get big-time production so far on every step of the ladder. And right now, for Indianapolis, through 17 games, he's batting three twenty-three. With three homers, eight doubles, four triples, which is kind of a weird stat in and of itself, and 13 RBIs, uh, you know, he's getting it done. And whether he can or can't manage the first base position, and he doesn't come with any sort of gold glove reputation in that regard, if he can hit for the kind of power that he's hit in the minors, He's going to make it to the majors. Those players, those types of players, don't get stuck. Now, the reason that I said I'd wait on a genuine evaluation of his readiness is that there are things that scouts and people in analytics can see that we often can't, certainly not just by looking at someone's base statistics. Let's say, for example, that Martin has trouble with a specific pitch. Well, guess what? When you get to the majors, that's the only pitch you're ever going to see. And as a result, it becomes a fatal flaw. It undoes everything else that you can do. And this isn't exactly the place where you want to do that level of learning. So between that and what Yoshi showed Upon arrival last year, and of course, the money that Yoshi's being paid, I fully expect that Yoshi's going to continue getting opportunities. All I'm going to suggest here is that they become fewer and further between. Use Vogel back out there. He can play the position. He's not going to embarrass you. He's certainly not going to be any better or worse than what Yoshi was last night. And he's not just going to stand there digging himself into O2 counts, trying like crazy to walk, presumably because he can no longer hit, and do that right in front of everybody, every at bat. It's it's become almost farcical to watch him at the plate at this point. And if neither of those works out, hey, you've got other people on the diamond, including, I should add, Michael Chavis, who can play first base and have played first base there are ways around this and all i'd recommend here is that everybody involved considers all of them because this ain't it when we come back just one question Back time for J1Q, and today's comes from Jordan Sembauer, who asks, is PNC Park attendance a real issue, or is it more April games 
weather related. Trying to figure it out from Virginia, but the gate numbers look abysmal. Now, I know, Jordan, the gate numbers actually look great compared to the reality. Um, the numbers that you see, by the way, when it's related to Major League Baseball's attendance, has nothing to do with the Pirates or Pittsburgh, is based on what they refer to in the business as tickets in circulation. It means eh, pretty much what it sounds like. Someone bought a ticket and it's out there. It exists. Therefore, it's a ticket in circulation. If a ticket has been given out or bought as part of some kind of group or whatever, whether it goes used or not, it still counts into that figure, which explains why twice this week, a couple nights ago and then again last night, Figures get announced that are in the range of around 8,000 or 9,000, but there can't be more than 1,000 people in the place. I mean, that's how barren it's been. And last night, it was it was pretty significantly cold on top of windy. It was into the 30s. That isn't baseball weather. If you want to bundle up and go to a football game and get drunk out in the parking lot and keep your hands warm with the fire while it's roasting the pig, it's a different experience. Baseball, you're going there for three and a half hours and just, you know, freezing. There's not much else to it. That said, and I make this point a lot to regular listeners, but it's not something that's common public knowledge, so I do feel compelled to repeat it from time to time. Walk-up sales are a total non-thing in the world of professional sports. Any executive at any level of any sport will support me on this. Everyone talks about walk-up sales. Well, the weather was really cold, so people just made the decision to not go. No, they made that decision months earlier. Here's how it works in the ticket-selling business, whether it's the Pirates or any other team. Your season ticket base defines your attendance, period. And those tickets are sold in the previous off-season. Generally speaking, they're sold pretty early, like by December. There's a little bit of a surge. I'm talking about baseball now. As you get into February and March, and maybe if your team makes some kind of big move around spring training time, or there's some built-up excitement based on the previous year, you're going to see something of a surge. What you will not see, what you will not see is even if the team does great in like April or May is some big surge in June. It's just not how it happens. Season ticket sales and group sales, those two occur in the off season. Now, the higher you get those numbers, seasons and groups, Simple logic tells you that's fewer individual tickets that you have to sell. So when the Pirates were drawing, meaning the last time that they were in the playoffs, those three years in a row, 2013 to 15, they were building up a season ticket base. They were building up healthy group sales. And because they play in one of the smallest stadiums in the majors, They were able to create what those people refer to as ticket tension, meaning you were worried just a little bit about what kind of seats you might get, so you'd buy your tickets in advance. 
They love any team when you buy in advance. Gives them a little bit more awareness of what it is that they need to do, which games they need to emphasize in terms of sales or promotions or whatever else. Pirates have none of that right now. It's not because of something that happened last week. It's not because of something that happened the previous day. It's not because a prospect doesn't get called up or does get called up. It's 100% because of the offseason. The Pirates have none of that. They have a minuscule season ticket base. I mean microscopic season ticket base. And as a result, they're going to have a very, very hard time for the foreseeable future getting any kinds of numbers up. I hope this helped uh, explain this. I don't expect that it'll resonate. You can't change a broad scoped public narrative that's taken root over decades in the span of one little segment on a podcast. But I do try on occasion to share that so that people have a better understanding of how this works. It's not the weather. It's not the winning streak. It's not the Brewers. It's not how they did last night. It's the offseason. 100% the offseason. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow. Tomorrow.